All right. Today's the day, as the Premier said, the wait is over. Pfizer deliveries have arrived in our province, and you can now book vaccination appointments for your kids ages 5 to 11. Um, as of, I think it was 8 o'clock this morning. It's up and running right now, and I think they're going to start doing it within the next couple of days. Now, uh, this one's different for me when it comes to whether or not you the pressure is there to get it done. I still think it's a good idea. I'm still pro-vaccine, but part of me understands, uh, and it, maybe it's just because I'm subjected to so many of you over the days, especially talking about kids, and you have some legitimate questions. So let's see if we can't get some of them answered and get some insight as to, you know, the pros and the cons of this. We're going to chat with Dr. Tassine Lada, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Pediatrics in the Division of General and Community Pediatrics at the University of Alberta. Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, whenever we have this discussion on the air, the immediate response is I get, why would you vaccinate a kid when the risk from COVID is so low for a kid? There's no reason to do it. What are the risks for children ages 5 to 11 when it comes to COVID-19? are at risk of hospitalization and severe outcomes as well as long COVID and in the U.S. if we look to there we see that almost 100 children have died uh, of COVID-19 and the fact is that if it's a vaccine preventable illness uh, we don't want any children to be hospitalized we don't want any in the ICU of COVID and we don't want any to die Um, and when we look at other childhood vaccines that we routinely give those illnesses measles chicken pox Um, mumps, those also don't routinely cause hospitalization or death in children, but they have a risk of causing those severe outcomes. And because they have that risk, we protect the children against them. So it's very similar to all the immunizations that we already give children. Now, there's a lot of talk about the risk of the vaccine, and I think it gets overplayed in some communities, as you know. What are Mm -hmm. the realistic risks of having your child vaccinated? There is a risk to anything that you do. But how significant is it in this case? You know, the the data we have so far, the risk is minimal. I mean, the trial was very robust in terms of safety. Uh, It showed that children... 5 to 11 experienced very minimal side effects similar to adults that get the vaccines with sore arm, feeling tired, uh, some got a rash, maybe a headache, um, and, and that was over 2,000 children. And we also have to remember that 2.5 million children in the U.S. between 5 and 11 have already received their first doses, and there have been no safety concerns reported yet. Uh, so we have really good safety data, which is great. Um You know, I think what people worry about is that they don't know what the long-term effects Mm. of the vaccine are. Uh, But the fact is that the long-term effects of COVID infection are already known to be worse. And um, we don't know what long-term COVID infection can cause either. We certainly know it can cause long COVID. uh, And we see children suffering with this. um, And we know it can cause organ damage. And so when you weigh the risks and benefits, uh, certainly having a vaccine that's been trialed and studied Um, is safer than getting COVID infection itself. Um, And as you said, you know, there's there's unknowns about everything. So, I mean, food, medications, uh, everything that we consume, there's always a risk down the road that we might find something out that um, could be damaging. Um, But right now, what we know is good. And and it really is reassuring and uh, is a way to protect our children and get them back to a sense of normalcy. Um, in terms of previous 
COVID, if your child has had COVID, I hear from a lot of people, my kid already got COVID. He's, he's immune anyhow. So why would I get the vaccine? Where do you, what's mm-hmm. the, what's the science tell us about that? You know, it's, it's really variable when you actually get COVID infection, how your immune system responds. Uh, we know generally you produce antibodies, but there's all sorts of other elements of the immune response that when they've done studies looking at blood tests and things in, in people that have had COVID, they don't necessarily mount other immune responses that are important for fighting off COVID-19 in the future. But what we do know is that vaccinating uh, against COVID pr- produces reliable immune response and longer lasting. So um, I know we see some waning of antibodies after six months, but we still see protection against severe disease even after six months um, of getting the two doses. So it really is the most reliable way of getting long lasting and strong immunity to actually get the vaccine. Uh, when you have natural infection, we simply don't know how strong your immunity is. Um, in terms of the vaccine that will be given to kids age 5 to 11. It's slightly different than what we've been doing for adults. Um, how is it different and why is it different, Doc? Yeah, so it's it's the, the same vaccine and a different dose. So it's one-third of the dose of the adult vaccine. And this is so uh, that we can minimize side effects and still have a really strong immune response. So when they tested at this dose, uh, they found that kids still had strong antibody responses and could fight off COVID infection at 90%. Um, so it was 90% effective at, at not getting COVID. Um but they got minimal side effects, so the the minor ones that I mentioned before. And Mm -hmm. so the dose was decided on to maximize benefit while minimizing risk of side effects. Gotcha. Okay. Now, there are some considerations to be made in terms of timing if you have a child who's 5 to 11. First of all, um, if your child has previously been vaccinated, I think, is it two weeks, the window where they want you to wait before you get followed up from a flu vaccine with this vaccine? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What's and the reason it's a recommendation. for that? Um, so it's not required. I mean, you can choose to have them at the same time. It is safe to get two vaccines together. Uh, the reason that they've recommended a separation of 14 days is to differentiate side effects. So if some side effects occur from the flu vaccine, they want to be able to differentiate that from any side effects that come from the COVID vaccine. And that's just part of safety reporting and surveillance as we go forward. Um, and the other thing is the interval between the two shots has been changed when it comes to 5 to 11 versus what we typically do for adults. So what is that interval and why did they change it? Uh, so the trial used a three-week interval, and in the 5 to 11 age group, uh, the decision in Canada has been to make uh, make it an eight-week interval, so a longer interval. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. When we looked at adults, we found that adults that had a longer period of time between their two doses actually mounted stronger immune uh, responses. And so we want to see if we can optimize that immune response in this age group as well by separating the doses. The other reason is that the thought is that separating the two doses by a longer period of time may decrease the risk of side effects because you're not having two doses so close together. Uh, So that's been the decision in Canada based on the data in adults that showed similar similar, um, optimization of the immune response while decreasing side effects when we go with a longer interval. Excellent information, doctor. Thank you so much for your time and your insight this morning. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you very much. That's Dr. Tassin Lada, who is, uh, well, she's the go-to. She's an assistant professor in the Department of Pediatrics, the Division of General and Community Pediatrics at the University of Alberta.